My name is Javier Colon. Welcome to The In-Between. Today, I am joined by G.J. Pelzar to talk about their thesis film titled The Ballad of Yucca. Hey, G. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I, I'm all right. Working, you know. <laughs> yeah, working like crazy on, on thesis, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for coming on to the show. I'm really excited to talk about your piece. I'm really excited to talk about this one in particular because stop motion was actually my introduction to the entire animation industry. So no, yeah, I'm very yeah. I like stop motion a lot, but like I was, I only like got was into it like relatively recently. Like oh really? Kind I don't I don't know if that's the right word, but like like beforehand, I would just be like like my. I feel like my my entire perception of stop motion was just like Rankin Bass, and I was like, oh, I don't really like this. Mm-hmm. And but then, like in sophomore year, mm-hmm. in like the history of animation class, like we watched a bunch of stop motion films, and like actually liked this a lot. Like I wasn't like super into it, but then like I think I just like fell in love with it, sort of. Like all the short, like especially like I guess just like the short independent films, I guess like struggle chord with me somehow yeah totally there's a lot of um there's a lot of potential for the medium and it's kind of making like a bit of a, a surge you know coming coming back from the dead almost so yeah yeah definitely so really quickly uh how about you introduce yourself who are you and what do you do um i'm gj or g i'm a compositor kind of i'm a few things um i'm in the vfx focus um, but I also do a lot of illustration and just like 2D and 3D art video. Like I just like doing a lot of experimental kind of things. Mm-hmm. I also do a, I also do a lot of game development on the side. That's kind of like what I came to the school for. Like originally, I started like I started out like I thought I wanted to go into game development like as a career, and then like it's weird because then that just kind of just like like developed more into like a film thing when I got more into stop motion which is interesting but I'm still like I still like developing games because like I was working on a game before I started thesis and like I'm looking back now and like I kind of miss it Mm. so I think after thesis I want to go back to that kind of like realm of game design yeah yeah were you more interested in the back end of it or the the design like graphics and stuff of it I guess I don't. I think just all of it. Like I was definitely interested in like the graphics, but I was also interested in learning more about game design itself. Like I guess just all of it. Like I wasn't sh- sure like if I had a focus in it. Right. Like you just kind of wanted to envelop yourself in the like game design world. Yeah, I just want to learn more about like games, like game design, and stuff like that. And just like mm-hmm. as a whole, as a whole. But yeah, I was working on an adventure game, which is one of like one of my favorite kinds of games. So something will come of that. I always went to schools with, like, a full, like, game design major. Like, thinking about that, like, I'm glad I kind of didn't, like, lock myself in that box because, like, I still like doing game stuff. But, like, I also found my, like, my niche with, like, like film stuff and stop motion. I think also, like, in freshman year, I wanted to take, like, one of the robotics classes or, like, because I was into, like, I wanted to, like, get into building animatronics, which mm. is weird. But like the other day, I realized that um, that kind of like stop motion was like a way of like doing that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like just like the puppet kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like they, they have skeletons in of it themselves. So you don't yeah. necessarily have to build these gargantuan robots. You have yeah. these kind of mini animatronic robots as it is. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I realized that the other day, and I was like, oh, I kind of did that anyway. I should learn <laughs> robotics anyway. I, there's just like so many things that I'm like thinking of and like learning and stuff. That's really awesome that you're kind of like enveloping yourself to learn as much as you can, especially with game design, because there's so many elements to it. And computer art and game design kind of have like a bit of a Venn diagram. Yeah, definitely. So those skill sets definitely kind of translate into both things. But I'm curious because you are working on the stop motion piece. You're working on almost like a, a compositing film, right? Yeah. So how about you tell me a little bit more about that? What is it called and what is it about? Um, so my film, that my thesis that I'm working on, it's currently titled Bowed of Yuka. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know if I might change it, but that's what it's called for now. But it's stop motion. It's the main character is like a stop motion puppet. It's, it's okay. So it's about a cowgirl, mm-hmm. kind of like a vigilante kind of cowgirl. It's big, and it's just, it's a Western film. I think someone like described it as like an acid Western, which I think is a pretty good descriptor. Mm-hmm. It's a little surrealistic, I think. So it's about her... Her, her name is Yuka, of course. And she's, like, trying... And she has, like, a mission of taking down an outlaw. Mm-hmm. Like, in town, like, she she's coming back to her, like, a town. And she has, like... She has to deal with this, like, weird outlaw man. And, and so, basically, she's just, like... She wants to take him down, but she's, like, also, like, afraid of him. Mm. Like, she has a vision of him, and she, and she just... Like, she's, like, afraid of dealing with this problem. And... So then, like they, like they eventually like meet into like meet up with each other, like run into each other, mm-hmm. and then they have like their showdown and everything. Spoilers, I think. I, I but we can probably <laughs> talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's basically just like cowgirl showdown with another with the outlaw. It's like your classic western. Yeah, kind of. Yuka is a fantastic name, I think, for a cowgirl, and Ballad of Yuka is an even a more amazing title. So I think you kind of nailed it on the head with that one. What were some alternatives that you were thinking of? So like, yeah, t- like the title is one of the hardest parts for me. Like, like it went through so many different ideas. Um, I just had like a whole like document of titles. And a lot of them were like, just like song lyrics or like song titles. It was very inspired by like music itself and like mm-hmm. concept albums kind of. Like I, like I think the story like, like itself was like very inspired by like sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just really depressed. Um, I would listen a lot of, like, the music that, like, my mom would listen to. Like, specifically, like, the Eagles, you know, mm. Hotel California. Yeah. And, like, they had this album. It was Cowboy Concept album. You know, Desperado? Uh, I'm not familiar, but I've heard of the name, yeah. No, yeah, that's a, a um, that's, like, that's, like, one of this, like, their famous songs, I think. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's just, like, they did, like, an album about that, and... Like, I was just listening, like, when I was listening to it sophomore year, and I was like, I feel this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, it's kind <laughs> you of... You vibe with like, it. Yeah, yeah, I was vibing with it. <laughs> just like, just like, dad music, and I was just like, <laughs> yeah, cowboys, huh? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Smoking, smoking cigarettes in the shower, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, I, I um, totally giggle every time I see your little Discord status. I love it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's from uh, that's from a Death Grip song, uh, <laughs> which is also like inspiration. Do you know Death Grips? I do not know. Okay, no, it's 
I have I have very boring music tastes, as my girlfriend likes to say. I I listen to music that they put in the background of like TED talks. That's what I listen to. (laughs) I I like listening to like a lot of specific like things. Like like I listen to like dad music, like I was talking about, Mm -hmm. like that's like the stuff that like my mom listens to. So yeah, I listen to a lot of like old people music, but like I also like listen to a lot of specific like just like experimental. Especially like Death Grips is like well known as like an ex like an experimental like indie like alternative music scene. I don't I don't know actually. I don't know what I'm saying. There's like 800 alternative music scenes. <laughs> there's there's an infinite number of alternative. Just yeah. the word alternative like that has so many alternatives in within it. I know alternative like is like that has like no meaning meaning at this point. <laughs> yeah, alternative might as well mean like pop, you know? Like yeah, exactly. it's just so so broad. The script is good if you like experimental hip hop. It's good. Anyway, yeah, um cowboy music. So yeah, I like started developing like it started out as like a comic. Like it was like an adaptation of one of the songs mm-hmm. from the Eagles. Yeah. And then like at some point I was just like, what if I just if if I can't get a better idea for my thesis then I'm just gonna do this sad cowboy thing mm-hmm. and so like it just came from and like i don't know what the story was originally at first it just kind of like developed on its own yeah it definitely evolved over time especially since you were thinking about it like early sophomore or mid-sophomore year yeah 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 definitely so like sophomore year that was like well i don't know if it was second semester or first semester like we just like looked at like stop motion films mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah i really like this actually yeah I don't yeah. know what happened. Like my brain just like turned on to it, like flip the switch. I'm like, oh, I like this. Mm-hmm. Totally. I think that that's something that's very interesting about the human psyche, right? Is that like mm-hmm. we're just we're just interested in something we can't really understand or explain why, you know? So yeah, definitely. It like turns on at different times of like I guess your life, maybe. Yeah, totally. You never really know what you're gonna be interested in until you see it, and then after that, it just kind of turns into this like oh I want to learn more I want to kind of continue this a little more for sure kind of going off of that moment where you realize that you really like stop motion right so stop motion is such a different medium than a lot of the different mediums that are in the department there's 3D there's there's the VFX and of course you have compositing elements but it's mainly stop motion animation how have you kind of managed yourself and your pipeline considering that it's so different from everybody else's so like yeah going off of like that like in sophomore year for junior year i signed up for a stop motion class Mm -hmm. it was originally like just like a puppet building class but then like that closed for some reason so i just Mm -hmm. did the regular stop motion class which i think ended up being better because like it like you learn like animation actually Mm -hmm. um the professor for that class was um voltaire i don't know if you've heard of him He's a stop motion artist. Um, mm-hmm. He's a famous, I guess, a relatively well-known goth musician. He's pretty cool. Um, oh wow, he's got quite the repertoire. Yeah, he's like a YouTuber too. He's like a lot of different things. But that's um, awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably makes for a very interesting uh, Tinder profile. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think it was definitely one of like my favorite like classes that I've mm-hmm. taken at SGA. I think I think maybe because like it was out of department. I guess it was just different than what I was used to. It's like, it's just like, unfortunate, like a lot of classes are like closed off to certain departments, Mm -hmm. like especially like in illustration. I almost came here for illustration too. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I decided like, I think like there's more opportunities and like, like things to learn for me in computer art. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm glad I like took that route instead. 
Computer art is basically like the closest thing to film that isn't film, you know, especially when yeah. you're working in like a VFX project, you know, you might as well be a film major at that point. Awesome. So we kind of talked about your your thesis, where it came from, the idea of it, but I kind of want to talk a little bit more about the piece itself, just specifically, like, what would you say has been like your most favorite part working on this piece? So, um... Well, like when I was working on it, like I haven't done a lot of animation itself. Like we did some animation in our stop motion class. Mm -hmm. But like once I really started getting into it, like specifically for the film, Mm -hmm. I was like, this is actually like, I actually enjoy like the process of doing like doing the physical animation a lot. Mm -hmm. Like it's weird. Cause like I also considered 2D animation when I was coming into the school. Right. But then I was like, oh, I don't know if I have the patience to draw all these frames. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, I was doing set motion. I'm like, this is pretty similar. Like, it's just, like, moving puppet frame by frame. But I guess it's different as opposed to drawing. You're just moving the puppet itself. I guess it's also, like, a physical labor, but it's, like, a different one. The hardest part about 2D animation, I think, is, like, kind of keeping everything to scale, you know? Like, yeah. like when you're run- animating a character kind of running off the screen, you got to make sure it's the same or extremely similar drawings every time. But the yeah. best part about stop motion is that the puppet is solidified in its yeah. scale. Yeah, so, definitely. Definitely. It definitely does require a lot of patience, though. That is not the uh, that is not taken away, but it's a different kind of patience. I yeah, think. exactly. Yeah. I've been working on... Like the other, like last night, I was working on like the eye animation because I'm drawing on her eyes in 2D. So like it's like kind of like 2D animation, but not really. Like it's a lot of like drawing just like the little circles and like in the eyelids and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like it's still like very like creating in a way. Like it's it's just like you just have to make sure everything like works together, especially because it's like overlaid on footage already. Right. Which kind of makes it easier in a way, but also like still makes it a little difficult just like trying to keep it consistent because like you think it wouldn't be like that much work just to like put the little dots on the eyes you gotta you have to like consider that timing Mm -hmm. and like because a lot of emotion is still like in the eyes Mm -hmm. so like absolutely you you have to worry about that too and and you know i think in a lot of people don't really realize that like eyes move so often like they kind of dart side to side they blink they look around like it's they're much more movement in that then we kind of realize, you know, yeah. definitely can be very, uh, very challenging. But I think that that's a very good choice on your part, because otherwise you'd have to replace the eyes like every oh, yeah. frame, you know, that would just be super, super crazy. No, yeah. In our class, we like, we like used actual clay for the eyes. Mm-hmm. And when I was doing it, I was like, it's like getting so dirty. And it's just like, I thought like doing the 2D eyes would be better. Cause like I could focus on like the movement when I'm animating the puppet and I can mm-hmm. worry about the eye motions later mm-hmm. like I had to do all that at once when I was doing the clay eyes so it's just like I can't do this yeah I, totally. I don't have the patience for this <laughs> well I, I think that uh, you came up with a really really good solution for that yeah and I think it's gonna work really well um, especially seeing your proof of concept it it looks really nice so yeah when you do when you do it the right way it almost looks like it's like on there which I mm-hmm. guess what is what VFX is about like do it, <laughs> yeah. you, like believe it Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're, you're tricking the audience into thinking that whatever they're seeing is real. Yeah. And I think that's mm-hmm. probably the hardest part about any VFX at all, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. Actually, I kind of mentioned it a little bit uh, mm-hmm. unintentionally, but it kind of segues nicely into my next question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was mentioning how, you know, sometimes the VFX can be difficult. 
And I've said it 20 times over, I'll say it 20 times over again, that mm-hmm. thesis is a roller coaster. Sometimes mm-hmm. it has its highs and sometimes it has its lows. So um, just for curiosity purposes, and of course, as I mentioned before, you can make this as personal as you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say was your worst moment in thesis thus far? I can't think of specifics, but there's just been like so many times where I like work on a shot trying to fix it. And I'm like, this, f- this looks like shit. And like, mm-hmm. what, what am I doing here? Why am I in this school? I can't mm. do anything. <laughs> yeah, like those like weird self-doubting moments, you know? Yeah, and I'm just, and then I just like try to like figure it out. And then usually if I have a, like a moment like that, I try to leave it and so like come back to it later. And like the thing with my project is, I think could can be a good thing is like, there's so many different aspects to it that like I can work on whatever part. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm having difficulty with one part, I can move on to something else. And it's, like, mm-hmm. completely different, like, from the rest of the pipeline. But I think that's also, like, a difficult thing. Like, because, like, I just realized that there's so many things to do. I'm trying to figure out what's what's the timeline on it. Like, will I be able to get this done in time? And, like, sometimes I, like, I think I have it. But then, like, other times I'm, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Should I, like, simplify this? Mm. That happens to the best of us, honestly, mm. is, is those kinds of moments of like, am I sure that I can work on this project? You know, because this is the culmination, or at least it's talked about as the culmination of your SVA career. So yeah. it can be really difficult to kind of persevere when there's so much pressure and stuff riding yeah. on this, you know? Yeah, there's just, yeah. And I feel like, um, kind of going off of that a little bit, like there's just like, a lot of like competition too mm-hmm. which i think can be good but like i feel like in the long run like students and projects against each other can the best way to go about it like i think it's like important to like have like that like kinship like among the students and, like, mm-hmm. and i think it's been pretty good about that like i feel like we've all been supporting each other mm-hmm. and like trying to like be like oh which project's the best one there's so many like there's you can't really pick like one as like the best And I don't think that would be a good idea either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Everybody kind of has their own unique style. And so kind of creating it on this one metric, it's like the Oscars, man. If you're like creating the animation, which by the way, I'm a little salty still because Klaus didn't win. But I I I know, I I know. I I have not seen Toy Story 4 and I'm sure it's fine, but I do not believe that it should have won for the best animated film when mm-hmm. Klaus was nominated. Klaus Don't worry, just... I, I think about that a lot too. Yeah, I, I, I remember watching the Oscars and I was just, I was, it was a collection of enragement and just total uh, predictability, right? Like I knew I that Toy Story 4 was going to win, of course, but come on, man. Like, oh. I know. Like Klaus like actually like did something new for animation. Toy mm-hmm. Story 4, like, I think it was fine. Like from what I've heard of it, like there was absolutely no need for it. Yeah, no, I um I saw Toy Story four, and I, I you know I, it was funny because when I saw it, I was babysitting these two uh, twins and ten or eleven, so they're kind of thinking me as an old man loser already. But <laughs> I uh, started crying, and they they kind of made fun of me for the rest oh of the night. God. I'm like, you know, I want to leave. I'll just leave you two alone. But yeah, Toy Story four was was good because Pixar is good, but Klaus yeah. was awesome because it was new and it was exciting. You know. I, I forgot who it was or like where it was, but like how Spider Verse and uh, Klaus did different things for like their mediums. Like 
Mm-hmm. Like so, like this, like someone said, like how Spider Verse Spider Verse took from two D animation, mm. and then Klaus took from three D animation, and like took stuff from like the different mediums to make their own better. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, totally. I think that makes a lot of sense, and I think that's why they're they're so groundbreaking. Is that they just they just break the mold of what their traditional animated films look like. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I hope, yeah. I know everyone is, like, into the Spider-Verse, but I think it's important just because, like, it's just, like, so different from, like, what people are used to. I, I'm also very into, like, stuff, like, from, like, that the recent SpongeBob movie, like, the CG, but it's, like, extremely stylized, which I guess mm-hmm. kind of goes in hand-in-hand with Spider-Verse, but, like, I think I like this trend in CG where it's, like, it's not just, like, like the usual, like the usual kind of thing. Where yeah, like really like, perfect 4K sp- like pores on the characters' faces. It's more <laughs> just like the nice kind of like yeah. gummy edges, you know. Like those are fun. So we kind of mentioned a little bit uh, about your worst moments in thesis, but of course, you know, I'm a optimistic person, so I kind of mm-hmm. want to talk about your best moment. What would you say was a moment in your thesis where you felt like you were on top of the world? You felt like you could get this done. It might be when I when like when I finished the proof of concept mm. and like posted it and like everyone was like so supportive and everyone was like oh my god this looks so good like I had my own doubts about it like I was like this isn't perfect but like so many people were like this looks great this so I'm so excited to see your film mm-hmm. and like it's just like weird just like getting attention especially like online like yeah, about your your thing that you've been like kind of hermiting and working yeah, on exactly. for the past like forever. So yeah, like I've been like on like online for like a billion years, but like <laughs> just kind of like in my own corner and like getting attention for like the projects I've been working on is just weird. It's just it's still weird to process. Like even still, when everyone's like says something nice about my film, I'm just like, that's pretty weird. Why would you say that? <laughs> You're like cool, I, I guess, man. You know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But totally. yeah, like that's one of the, like the driving forces that really helped me to like that motivated me to keep working. I guess that's mm-hmm. true for a lot of people, but like just, like my friend, like sometimes my friends will just like say something nice about it, and this makes me so happy. Like like I'm glad someone like sees something in it, and it's just like that. Like all like my hard work is like will be worth it in the end, you know. Yeah, totally. It's definitely great to to get some kind of validation for yeah, your work, yeah. especially when you're so locked into it, you know, and it I consumes know. like every minute of your life. Yeah, it's just been nice, like just um, seeing everyone else's, like everyone's just like so supportive and being like, I love this. Like everyone's doing such great work and like mm-hmm. so good to see like everyone's talents coming together over the four years of being at school, you know. And I think something that's really unique about this year is not only the myriad of styles that there are present, because we have the stop motion, we have 2D animation, we have motion graphics, 3D VFX, but we Mm -hmm. also are all kind of persevering and surviving through online learning and this new Mm -hmm. process of thesis through the online. And I think that... um, there's been no sacrifice of quality since that transition. It's so weird just because, like, when you're younger and you see, like, the seniors working on their projects and you're like, wow, this looks so professional mm-hmm. and, like, cool and high-tech. And then you're the senior and I'm like, I'm supposed to be making that now. <laughs> yeah, like, that, that's, it's about time. I, you know, I got to continue the trend here. Yeah, I have to be good at things. <laughs> it's just, like, weird because, like, when you're, like, younger and you see, like, films and just like animation and everything mm-hmm. and you're like you're like you have no idea how this could ever be done and then you learn how to do it and, you, and then you're 
you're like you're the one doing it you're the one making stuff for other people yeah it's you kind of like feel like a, a god you know yeah you feel like a god but you also feel like am i actually good at this like mm. is, is it going to be as good as the ones i saw when i was a kid you know right yeah, so, yeah. it's like a mix of both so actually kind of branching off from that idea of your younger self what would you tell your freshman self about sva there's so many like twists and turns like you don't mm-hmm. know what's gonna happen like in regards to like like social life and like classes and mm-hmm. like where you know, like where you're gonna go so yeah like i said i like i wasn't like when i came in i thought like i was gonna do like 3d animation i guess mm-hmm. like like when i chose to do vfx focus everyone was like oh i thought you're because like my style is just like very graph like graphic and like hand drawn like everyone thought i was gonna like go more into like 3d this side of things mm-hmm. and like you still sort of am but like i'm glad i like took into the vfx focus mm-hmm. i'm not like a character animator and i like working with different mediums and i think vfx like allows me to do that because i think like i'm putting like the stop motion with the real footage mm-hmm. and like taking the 3d and putting that within that too yeah, like I've been doing 3D anyway, like not like not like animation or character modeling, but like I have a bunch of 3D sets for the film. And I think they turned they turned out pretty good, at least for like my little one person project. Yeah, totally. It's definitely nothing to be uh, nothing to scoff at when <laughs> you can accomplish so much with just one person, you know, mm-hmm. uh, what would you tell juniors who are now entering the thesis phase? This could be juniors entering pre-production or juniors who are now becoming seniors don't like um turn yourself away from certain opportunities just like don't close yourself off from like do trying different processes processes Mm -hmm. and i think just because like i think with my project like there's just like so many like things that came off of it like unexpectedly Mm -hmm. i'm just like just be open to other things like and other like doing new things I think, and definitely check out your professors, mm-hmm. I think, just to see, like, how they can help you. Because, like, there's all diff- these different focuses. And just, like, take advantage of that. Like, like the fact that your, like, professors are, like, all these, like, cool people that, like, actually do work in the industry. And I think another one is, I mean, this might be more for, like, freshmen, but, like, if you, like, if you, there's, like, a teacher that you like specifically, you could like if you want to take their class again, go ahead. But like, I would recommend like going through different teachers, mm. but like investigate them. Like, obviously, like look at rate my teacher or whatever. Don't limit yourself to like one teacher in the department because like mm-hmm. I kind of did that in the beginning, and like that's what like that's one thing I would change. Like, try to find more teachers, mm-hmm. like other than like the one niche that you've carved out yourself. Yeah, totally expand your your palette and expand your connections. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I don't, I don't know how much like good advice I actually have for <laughs> juniors just cause like, I'm still kind of like figuring it through myself, try to budget your time. I guess more specifically know how much you can do in a day. Set those expectations early. Try to, yeah. Like get, like try to get done stuff early. Like I did like a lot of work over the summer for it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wish I did more, but um, what can you do? But yeah, um, of course. But yeah, just like keep, keep work, keep working early on. You have to work super hard, but like just work, get something done like every day mm-hmm. if you can. But then also like don't forget to take days off. Like you can take a few hours off, but it's also good to have a planned in advance day off. 
Mm-hmm. I think that you you mentioned that you said you don't have any good advice. I'd say that's probably one of the best piece of advice anybody could have. So. Yes. Well, thank you, G, for coming on to the show. I appreciate you being here, and I wish you the best of luck on your piece. It's going to be really awesome. Thank you. You too. I'm excited for yours as well. Thank you for listening to this episode of The In-Between. If you like the show, you can subscribe at iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Javier Colon, and I will see you next time. The in-between will return on March 9th. Very cool. You might, you might want to take that part out about the Irish <laughs> part. I was like, oh, I'm getting into this, but I probably shouldn't. Get, <laughs> it's okay. Like do you take history of film? I did or? not take history of film. I took history of animation, both semesters. Oh, so then we were probably in the same class. I think we were, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. It was such a big classroom, and I had yeah. my eyes shut most of the time, so it's not like <laughs> I, I was able to see anybody. <laughs> I keep on almost accidentally saying bad words, so I don't I don't know what you're saying. Oh, yeah, by the way, you, you may swear. Okay. So, <laughs> so right, by all right. means, go for it. Go crazy. Okay, yeah.